What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for being here with me for another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I am really happy to be sharing today's topic with you. And it may actually sound a little opposite when everything I talk about relates somehow back to kindness. So we're going to talk about people pleasing. And is people pleasing actually just a reaction on your part? And often we think of people pleasing as doing something kind for others, you know, helping them out, making them feel better, all those kind of things. But we're going to look at it from a very, very different perspective today. And we will, as always, bring it back around as to what is a kindness for you. Now, I have been on air now with Cultivating Kindness with Karen for seven months. I cannot believe how the time has gone by. And I was thinking today that one of the things that I really never do during my shows, at least not very directly, is tell you about myself. I'm not sure how many of you know that that I'm a coach, that I'm an expert energy healer, and that I put those two things together every time I'm working with somebody. The coach aspect, it comes through with mindset and limiting beliefs and helping people to see where their thoughts are causing them difficulties and the energy aspect. Now, this is where I'm unique because there's very few coaches who are expert energy healers as well. The energy side, it allows me to tap in, find the frequencies within your body and your thoughts and find those chemical reactions that happen with every single thought we have, zero in and undo the damage. And yeah, that's the correct word. Undo the damage that that chemical reaction has on the cells in your body. So it's all great to change our mindset, to have a positive mindset, a positive outlook. And I think I'm doing a show on this. But that actually is not enough. It does not heal your body. It does not heal your energy field to the point that it can. And actually just saying, nope, having a positive mindset, having a positive mindset can actually be detrimental. We'll look at that at another time. So that's a little bit about me. I work with clients one-to-one and I do do some group work as well. Right now, I do a lot of group work with the moon the new moon and the full moon and eclipses and all of these different things. So if you're interested or have questions, please reach out, let me know, and we can have a conversation. All right. Today, is people pleasing a reaction? For most of us, to be honest, it is 100% a reaction. 
So when the idea came to do today's show, I thought, all right, what is it that I would like to share with you? What do I feel that you actually really do need to hear? And that is the way I was thinking about what do you need to hear? Not so much what would you like to hear? And I went to a number of different resources and some psychology um, texts that I've got and some websites. Yes, I still use books. <laughs> and I was looking around and they were saying that from a psychology perspective, people pleasing is far more about the need to belong than it is the need to help others. And that just sent like light bulbs going off all around me. And that made so much sense. And then I was able to look at myself and understand how people pleasing became so important to me in my everyday life, like every day, washing dishes. It didn't matter. People pleasing was there for me with absolutely everything I was doing. And it was important. It took over. It became actually my, my driving force for every day. Mm. Was it my mission? Okay, so I'm getting a yes and a no. So there's something more there and the question's not quite correct. So it was part of my mission to help me stay on this planet, to get a sense of belonging somewhere and yeah, belonging to someone, not in an ownership or servant servitude perspective, but relationship wise. It was not a mission of mine when it became autopilot and it took over and it started to control how I would function every day. So that may sound a little odd, a little harsh, um, but it's true. It's 100% true of how I have worked with people pleasing in the past and I no longer work with it like that. So what I would like to do today is I want to talk with you about, okay, so what is people pleasing? How does it creep into your life without you recognizing it? How does it take over? And then because there's so much information, next Wednesday, we are going to carry on with part two and look at, all right, how do we get out of people pleasing? What are the methods and techniques that I've used that have helped me change this way of thinking, mindset, and change my body's response to people pleasing? Because now when I realize that I'm going into people pleasing or I've just said something that was based on pleasing the other person, not exactly what I would like. So I said yes when I really would have preferred to have said no or vice versa. My body's response now is very different. And the key for me is to pay attention to it and to realize when that happens. So that will be part two. All right. So we very, very innocently go into people pleasing 
for those of us who, who ended up choosing it when we're very young. So a, somebody who's a people pleaser probably was in a, a family or some situations when they were younger, you know, when they were really, really young in family or perhaps even in their early years of school, where they were aware of other people's thoughts and emotions. They were aware that there was something not quite right. Either the other person was unhappy or angry or distressed somehow, or they themselves, like myself, for example, could have, would have been at times really sad, very unhappy and thinking, okay, if I'm going to stay here in this family, what do I need to do to feel better? Cause they don't want to have somebody moping around. Right. So there's different ways it can come forward for us. It's all energy. You're just, you were brilliantly aware as a young person and you recognized that the frequencies around you weren't matching up somehow. There was like turbulence. There was stuff going on that wasn't comfortable. And being the brilliant being you are, you knew, ah, you know what? I can change this. I can make this feel more comfortable. I can make that person feel better. So off you go. Not even aware necessarily of what you're doing. But you are aware energetically that something changed. And when that environment shifted, somebody likely changed their behavior. They may even have said, oh, I feel better now. It was kind of grumpy earlier, but okay, my day's turned around. I'm doing much better right now. And then you hear this, you feel it, you sense it, and you know that you were the mastermind behind it. So you get reinforcement. Your mind goes, ah, well done, Karen. Cool. That chemical response happens. You feel better. Another chemical response. And the body gets used to these chemicals being released with these individual thoughts. And so next time you're aware that things aren't quite the way you would like them to be, or somebody is not feeling happy, you go into that same mode of changing it, shifting it. And guess what? Those chemical responses, they come through again. Well done. You did it. And you become masterful at changing the environments around you. As you get older, your actions start to take a bigger role in it because the, the thought process, the energetics now are, well, to be honest, they're second nature because they're already hardwired. You are older, so you're not necessarily thinking about it the same way. And you've witnessed and watched and learned physical actions and words that you can say that will change an environment now. So you bring in these extra tools. You know, you go to somebody and say, would you like a hug? You know, physical touch can be 
monumental in helping to shift an energy, right? Both ways. <laughs> but the way you're looking at it right now is to lift that person's energy, to bring that vibration up higher, to be heart-centered with that person through your hug. And I'm sure almost everybody here will have had a hug from a young person. And when they are really into that hug, it's so cool. It's wonderful. It's healing. It brings a smile to your face, maybe even a tear to your eye, because it's so genuine. And they sincerely are happy and loving in that moment, giving you that hug. And then there's your response. And they pick up on it. Maybe you say thank you. Or maybe you say, that was the best hug I've ever had. And this person learns that that technique works. So we'll do it again. And then the brain, right, that reticular activating system, it starts looking around for other ways that will match that, that you can shift things. And you start looking for more evidence that you're really good at it. And you find it because that's the brain's job. And you're on autopilot. And you're the best darn people pleaser around. And it started so innocently. It was all based on energy. And we are all energy. But as we grow up, we lose that. We forget that. And it goes away. And it becomes a program running in the back that we're not even aware of until something reminds us about it again. Hmm. Hence, me, here, this program, Cultivating Kindness with Karen, is all about reminding you about what you've chosen how you've done things in the past, how you're currently doing things now. And so today, too, right, reminding you that you are an energetic being with a physical body. Both work hand in hand together. Both require each other, otherwise we wouldn't have chosen to be here. But remembering how they work together, or perhaps learning all over again, how they work together, becomes a new task for all of us, every single one of us. And as we learn, we grow and we gain information and we gain knowledge and insight. And then we can make a different choice if we want. My gosh, we are at our first break already. So thank you for being here with me. People pleasing. Not everyone does it but a large group of people on this planet do. It's not wrong. It is an unhealthy way to be, though, if it takes over. So we'll come back after our break. We'll continue this conversation, and we'll look at sort of how it can take over and what that does for all of us. And I also got a question that was sent in on Facebook. And I'm starting to do this now every week before my shows. I'm putting a post on my public uh, profile, Karen Leslie, and um, saying, here's the topic. And do you have any questions you would like answered on the show? So we'll get to that question when we come back. So don't go away. 
listen to our lovely commercials, and we will carry on with this conversation in just a few minutes. All right. Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. As you heard in that commercial, we stream the shows all over the world, so many different platforms. Last count, I think, was 450. But we also live stream the show right now, the TV aspect of our shows. So you can be, and I'm saying this now so that if you're not watching me live, you know, with the live stream right now, but you're listening to the replay, you will be able to, next week, if you want, go to the Inspired Choices Network um, TV, and you can watch the show live that way. You can also go to the Inspired Choices Network YouTube channel and watch it live streamed and also their Facebook page. And we will be there. And then, of course, you can come to the website and join in through the chat room as well. And there you can ask questions and everything, too. And we can have some great conversations. So, yeah, we are all over the place. So there was a comment that came in during the first segment, and it was saying that they were saying that my explanation about how people pleasing starts and how this all comes about was something they had never heard before. I had never heard it explained that way. And I think that that's probably true for a lot of people. I tend to have a very different way of looking at things. I have, you know, a neurodivergent brain. It's interesting at times. And, uh, but it, I've noticed, and this was one of my difficulties when I was younger, and even as an, you know, an adult, even years just recently, knowing that my brain worked different and the way people would kind of look at me with kind of odd looks or eye rolls or something that would come a, a, across to me that would tell me like, oh, maybe that's not correct. Did I say something wrong? And, and then, right, on that cue, 
I would go into people pleasing. I would retract what I said, or I'd find a different way to say it so that the other person didn't react the way they just did. I would want to smooth out the waters because I immediately went to, I did something wrong. I said something wrong. Now that I understand that my brain just works differently, I have so much more ease. When somebody looks at me that way or I get that energy that flows at me, and it is a bit of a push energy, so it does come at me, um, I can check in and did, how do I phrase this? What I just said, was it my truth? What I just said, do I actually believe that? And if I'm getting a yes to these types of questions, then I can recognize right away that that person's response is based on their belief, their thought patterns, something going on inside their brain. It doesn't mean at all that there's anything wrong with what I said or how I said it. So, this all does tie into people pleasing. It, um, but yeah, I've I've struggled with that a lot. <laughs> so let's get to the question, so I don't forget and get sidetracked, uh, which can happen so easily when there's so much information floating through my mind. So the person wrote in Facebook here, "Why is people pleasing tied up with guilt?" And it's a great question, and. Boy, have I had my fair share of time when I have felt guilty about a choice, an action, phrases, whatever, words I've spoken. And that was all based on that other person's response. So what I was just saying, right, about how my brain functions differently and how it caused me problems when my, when my thought process would be different than another person's. When I would hear certain things in a, in a certain way and almost not hear other words and other um, comments and stuff, how that made me feel. So remember at the beginning of the show, and if you've just joined us, please go back and listen to how I explain people pleasing. But at the beginning, I referenced psychology, and there it said that. People-pleasing is based far more on somebody's need to belong than it is on their need to care for somebody or to do something nice for another person. So when you have that autopilot going that you want to be looking after somebody so that you can belong, you want to be part of the group, you want to be part of the family, you want to be included somehow, then if that's not the end result to whatever action or words you said or gave, then it's going to be uncomfortable. It may hurt, but you're going to go into what did I do wrong? You're going to flip it onto yourself immediately because that is what you've been taught. And that is the chemical response that your body and your mind, your brain that they know guilt is one that comes through really quickly. It's extremely low energetically on the scale of our emotions. 
it's a tough one to get through. Shame is the most difficult, but guilt has its challenges. And we can be made to feel guilty from a very young age. And so it grows and grows and our body knows it really well. So you may be feeling guilty and have that tied into people pleasing because you are uncomfortable or afraid to be wrong. You have a built-in fear of being seen as being wrong or incorrect. You may have a fear of abandonment that you haven't recognized yet. That could be, and very, very likely is an undercurrent of a whole bunch of thoughts based on different experiences and traumas that you have had in your life that have led you to fear abandonment or being alone or somebody walking away from you, uh, whether it be in a, a relationship or whatever it might be, a job, it can be that as well, right? Because we can people please in our employment also. So if you feel guilty, again, it's because of so much other information that's down below, holding that in place based on other experiences. Now, when I say um, trauma too, it can be very... Uh, Innocent, air quotes, for those of you listening, um, no trauma is without harm. So none of it's innocent, but we tend to look at some things people say as, oh, that's just how they speak. But it actually goes into us and causes us difficulties. We replay, rethink and go over again what they said, and it becomes an activation for trauma within us. Hope that makes sense. Right. And another part as to why we might feel guilty with people pleasing or when we start to step away from people pleasing is you don't trust yourself. You don't trust you. And a part of the reason that you don't trust you is because you really don't know you. And that may sound so weird. And you're probably some of you going, ah. Forget it. Like, that's just whatever, blank, 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 because I do know me. No one knows me better than me. Well, that may not be true. Sorry to say. We go on autopilot for so many hours a day, years of our life. And as a result, we're not consciously aware of what we're thinking and the actions we're taking. We are in response. Sorry, we are in reaction. We're not responding. And as a result, we lose touch with who we are and we become the programs that we have been following and that have been comfortable for us. When you start to truly trust who you are and get to know who you are and you start to step back from people pleasing and you say no to something that you would have said yes to in the past, or you don't show up for something that you really don't want to go to. So you don't go where in the past you would have because of expectations. Did a whole show on that a, a little while ago. It was really well received by people. You might want to go and look for it on expectations. So learning to trust you, what is correct for you, really looking at what do you believe and 
And where did that belief come from? Is it still true? Do you want to throw it out and create a new one for yourself? A new belief might be, I don't have to be a people pleaser in order to feel comfortable in everything I do. I don't have to be a people pleaser anymore. And I can still have value. I can still be a contribution to my community, to my family, to the planet. I don't have to be a people pleaser anymore. And I can still find joy, laughter, love, and share that with all those around me by free will, not from obligation, not from a program to make them feel better. When we show up as we are, just naturally, and our natural way of being is one that's a higher vibration when we let go of all the crap we've been carrying around and the stuff we've been been believing for decades, we just become happier. We become more easygoing. There's a greater ease in our energy field. It's received by others in a way that's comfortable for them. It's not threatening. It's not aggressive. It's not pushy. And it automatically helps them. So you can be the ultimate true and kind to yourself, people pleaser, by pleasing you, raising your vibration, knowing who you are, and following truthfully with who you know yourself to be, and that will help others. And it's not fixed in stone. Nope. Once you start this journey and you start to recognize who you are and you start to change things around you, start to recognize, yeah, I can give up being a people pleaser. Then so much changes. So you just get to a sense, and this happens to me all the time, you get to a place where you think, Okay, I got a good handle on what I believe, who I am, what I enjoy. And then you go along for a while, all good. And then it changes. And it will continue to change as you continue to raise your vibration and evolve and heal those amazing cells in your body and especially in your gut and your brain. Okay, we are going for another break. So thank you. I am thrilled you're here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And as you hear in the commercials, please send me an email if you would like to have a conversation or you have anything that I can help you with. I would love to receive an email from you, karen at karenlesley.ca. And of course, you can find me on all the different social media platforms. So don't go away. When we come back, we're going to look at another aspect of people pleasing. And I think you might find this one a little bit of new information as well. Okay, we'll be back soon. Thank you. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen 
Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me. So, people-pleasing is a reaction. I think, are you getting it? Are you starting to understand this? If you just joined in, please later go back and listen to the first two segments. And I think you'll have a much greater understanding as to how it is all based on reaction and unconscious choice. You can choose to do something kind for a person. And understanding where that choice is coming from, how it is you would like to demonstrate kindness to somebody whether you're giving them something, sending them a, a text with uplifting words or whatever it might be, just showing up and listening. All these acts of kindness can be done in a way that is not going to reactivate your built-in program to people, please. You see, even just things like that where you just, you know, you, you, you send a card. Well, I don't know, maybe people don't, maybe you send an e-card now, <laughs> I don't know, but if you send a card to somebody, is it based on that it's habit, so you always send the card for Christmas, for Hanukkah, whatever, a new baby, um, an engagement, birthdays, and has that become rote? Have you lost the joy in doing it? Do you know that that person expects a card. So if you don't send it, they may be upset or disappointed or something. So you've got to make sure you send the card. So it may look like a very innocent task, but what's behind it and holding it in place will often not be so innocent. Another area that I want to make sure that I, I cover is um, Okay, overthinkers, high achievers, and perfectionists. This group of people, and it, it encompasses a lot of the people on this planet. This group of people will often justify or explain or defend their way of thinking and their actions 
because this is who I am. Right? I'm a, I'm air quotes again, I'm a type A personality. So yes, we have psychology that research that has shown that we have different types of personalities. Most of us know what a type A personality is, and they will fit the high achievers, the overthinkers, the perfectionists, and, and other labels that I just don't have in this moment. What they all have in common is they are part of the people-pleasing group. They really are. Each of them function in this way and think in this manner as part of that need to belong. High achiever for your job. High achiever in the meals you prepare for your family. An overthinker will want to really solve problems or could be a real worrier. Always looking for what they can do better or how to help another person. You're thinking about a situation they're in and like, okay, how do I help them change that? Well, A, were you even asked? Or is that just the way your mind has come to develop and think? The perfectionist will, in so many ways, rehearse what they're going to say, re rehearse and look at how they're preparing the table when they're having people come in for dinner. You know, what are they going to wear? How are they going to make things work? And truly, truly, this is not based on being kind to yourself. As I say, all of this, cultivating kindness with Karen, all of my coaching and energy work, is focused. My main desire is to bring kindness to your awareness and provide that support, skill, and tools so that you can recognize when you are not functioning from kindness for yourself and from your authentic self. When are you in program? When are you in reaction? And this is all people-pleasing. In order to come out of it, you have to recognize you're in it. Awareness first is key. Awareness of anything is step one before you can change anything. Right? That little tiny person, that young child, as I spoke about in the first segment, it was the awareness that something wasn't comfortable, that something wasn't in harmony or whatever, however, but they recognized something wasn't okay. That was awareness. That led to an action. Without the awareness, we can't change it. We will not get an awareness when on autopilot or in reaction. We will not be able to receive new ideas or our awareness or hmm, controversial thoughts or anything like that when we're stuck in our belief system. So hmm, that thought came in and went out. So people pleasing is something that we've learned and we've adapted to. 
Adapting to our environment can be life-saving. It can create an environment that's more comfortable, more pleasurable, and easier to be in. With our brain and our body being so brilliant, like truly, like phenomenally brilliant, mind-boggling brilliant, the ability for both to adapt is phenomenal. As a result, we adapt to situations that we aren't even recognizing that we're doing it. It's those chemical response that's happening that makes it very easy for us to adapt because it's it will bring us into a new or a familiar space of being comfortable. And when we're comfortable, we assume everything is okay. And it may not be. This group of people in particular, the overthinkers, high achievers, perfectionists, they are so used to stress. They are so used to adapting to different situations, to being on, like on top of everything, in the moment, ready to react, ready to do, that the stress that they carry can be huge. In comes that amazing ability to adapt. And so at one point, yeah, they're recognizing that they were stressed, but it's like, okay, I can get out of this. I can fix this. I can change this. I can adapt. I can make this more comfortable. And they do. And now they're deeper in the program. Now they are deeper and deeper into people pleasing and looking for more and more ways to fulfill that need to belong, to fulfill that need to not be seen as wrong, to be seen as correct. And you see how this just gets so interwoven with each other? Like, to use a science term, like the quantum entanglements that, that come into play, that wrap everything around each other. I mean, it's it's a ball of Christmas lights that weren't put away correctly. They're all tangled together and different lights are firing and turning on at different times. Yet it feels okay. Because you have adapted to the stress load you're carrying. And you're unaware of the harm and the impact that this is carrying for the cells of your body. People just don't talk about this enough. We figure if we can get our brains to quieten, calm down, and move on to a different thought pattern, that, that that's cool. We're done. It's good. But it's not. The cortisol that your body created, the chemical reactions that were going on in your body and the effect that they have on every cell and atom in your being, in your body, that stays put. And without consciously looking to shift it and heal it, then we get degeneration in the body. Then we end up with difficulties, illnesses, aches and pains. Some of the organs may start to uh, struggle. And it's when I really, really began to understand this and work with it more, and I changed how I work with energy. My energy practice is night and day from what it was 25 years ago. 
And now, so like in 10 days, in 10 days, I'm going to be 65 years old. It's my birthday coming up. And when I started changing with how I'm working with my thoughts and the energy work that I'm doing on myself, there are parts of my body healing that should not be able to heal. They should not be healing in my age group. My thyroid, you know, a hyperactive thyroid, no, sorry, hypoactive thyroid, um, and that I've had been on medication for, I don't know, 20, 22, 24, somewhere years, right? It's decreasing. My thyroid's healing. And also uh, a hernia I had is gone. Like things are shifting in my body because I'm healing the effects of what's going on. Throat condition for somebody that's a people pleaser, afraid to be here, suicidal, all that stuff, right? Makes sense that I'm not communicating and my throat is a big problem and I have a, you know, had a thyroid condition. Now look at me and hear me and see me. And it makes sense that I'm healing. All right, I've gone too long. We have to stop and go to the break. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to wrap all this up somehow. So don't go away. We will be back on Cultivating Kindness with Karen on the Inspired Choices Network. All right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> we all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Okay, here we are. Thanks for being with me. We are in our final segment of today's show. And boy, oh boy, we have covered a lot of information. So please, Go back and listen again. Even if you've been with me throughout this whole time, go and listen again because there's a lot of really good information here. And depending on your mind and your belief systems and what you're used to, you may have actually not heard some of the information I gave you today. And that's normal. That's your, your mind's way of saying, oh, too, too much. I'm not sure I can deal with that right now. So we'll just kind of, you know, Step out for a moment and we'll come back in when I hear something I can actually relate to. Happens to me all the time. <laughs> all right. So, but really go back and listen from the beginning. Uh, you know, like the show, please share the show with, with somebody who you know that is a people pleaser. Um, help them understand that what they're doing can change and that they can be happier and healthier as a result. Every week as I'm preparing the shows, uh, I always pull oracle cards, and many of you know that. And on one of the cards that I pulled for today talked about, and here's what it said, 
the card says it calls you to release your hold on your relationships, belongings, all aspects of your life. Let life flow as it will. Now, when we are people pleasing, life will not flow as it will because we are working on controlling what is happening. We want to belong. We want to be seen as correct. We genuinely do want to help others, yes. But it's that program behind it that's getting in the way that makes it unhealthy for us, right? When we come into wanting to control a situation and control things that are going on in our life, it cannot be free-flowing. So who are you holding on to? What relationships are there? What literally like tangible items, all right? Like, do you have that you should be or could be thinking about letting go of? All aspects of our life play an important part in who we are and how we function. Everything in our life has impact as to who we are and how we show up. It's up to you to get out of autopilot, out of the programming, into awareness, so that you can recognize when this is happening and see the different areas that are popping up in your life. And they're popping up for a reason. This is information for you to say, hey, it's time to change this. Right? To look at all of this. We all want to be comfortable. We all want life to be easy, right? The body and the mind want to be comfortable as well. They wish for ease for us. Everything they're doing is to support you, to keep you safe, to keep you going. And to keep things comfortable. Not always helpful. And to be honest, rarely is that helpful. All right. This is really how like this complex PTSD comes through. And it it is an, an aspect of trauma that will also lead you into, if you hadn't been there before, or keep you in people-pleasing. Because complex PTSD is a whole intricate number of events, situations, and difficulties that have created so many activations within you that life becomes very difficult. And people-pleasing can be one of the ways that you cope. That may also be new information for some of you. PTSD, I haven't seen the people-pleasing aspect come into it um, as much, to be honest, from from my, my limited personal experience. But I have seen it in the complex PTSD. So... Our bodies are brilliant. Our mind is brilliant. They're both consistently working at keeping us safe. And consistency 
we think is good. Consistency can keep chaos at arm's reach and keep it away. Well, what if chaos brings brilliant ideas and new frequencies and vibrations to you that are the first stepping stone into change, into you actually looking more deeply into what your actions are and what's behind them. We go through our life wanting to be comfortable and consistent. And it works until it doesn't. And truly, my wish for you is that it is starting to not work, which means you're starting to wake up, which means you're starting to have more awareness, which means you're starting to recognize that there's more for you. There's more about you that you don't know yet. And there's more waiting for you, for you to embrace for you to look at and toss away some of it, you're not going to want all of it. But for you to know you can choose. And you can choose to leave people pleasing. So next week, part two, right? People pleasing is a reaction, part two. Super simple title. <laughs> We're going to look at how do we get out of this? So, you know, me, I was in it for over 60 years. And I'm still, in all honesty, I am not completely out of people-pleasing. I still catch myself with some aspects of it that have been with me for so long. And some aspects within like my personal family and different areas of my life. Have I left behind a good chunk? Yes, absolutely. And I'm thrilled. But I'm not completely out of it. So next week, I'm going to share with you what I've learned what tools I've been using, and where it has brought me to now. So please come back next week, join us, and learn what you can do to help you with people-pleasing and what you can maybe even do to help others so that you can create a life that's full of more joy and more of you, just more of you. So as always, I am going to be sending all of you waves of kindness, with that beautiful energy for you to step into you. See you next week. Thank everyone. you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.